0: Tech Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English, with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 734 for the 12th of March, 2021. This week, maybe you've heard that the DuckDuckGo search engine is better than Google because it protects your data, and it doesn't track you. While those are valid points, they are among the least important reasons to use it. Let's take a look at the advantages and disadvantages. In short circuits, Kroger is one of several companies that suffered a data breach because of outdated software used by a company that was hired to transfer data securely. Some personal identification information and medical details may have been exposed. If you're thinking about replacing an otherwise still good set of headphones only because the ear pads are worn out, there is a better option. In spare parts, only on the website. Have you reviewed your backup plan recently? Being prepared for trouble is a lot better than having to replace important data. Carrot browsing is available in all major browsers. I'll explain how you can use it and why you probably never will. And 20 years ago, I was hoping that electronic books would soon be as easy to use as printed books. We're not quite there yet. Maybe you've heard of the DuckDuckGo search engine. You might have heard that people are using it to keep Google in the dark about who they are and what they do online. If you use it for that reason, or if you're thinking about it, and you use any other Google services, don't bother. That's not to say you should avoid DuckDuckGo. I like it a lot and actually use it most of the time. But I also have a Google Fi phone. I use Google Calendar so the family members can see what I'm doing and I can see what they're doing. Sometimes I use the Chrome browser, and I have a couple of Gmail accounts. So avoiding Google's search engine to safeguard my data would be kind of like placing a gate on the sidewalk in front of the house, but not adding a fence. So why switch from Google to DuckDuckGo, and why is it called that? All right, let's take the second question first, because it's faster and easier to answer. Gabriel Weinberg sold a company he had created to Classmates.com in 2006 and decided that what the world needed next was a new search engine. DuckDuckGo was the result in 2008. Weinberg's objective was to improve the search experience by reducing spam and adding instant answers. You might think the name came from Duck Duck Goose, the children's game. It didn't. Weinberg says it was just somewhat random. They thought it made sense. Well, now that we've settled that, let's move on to why you should consider using DuckDuckGo. As I said, it's not for privacy. Instead, you may find that DuckDuckGo is simply more to your liking than Google. Google delivers results in pages with a default of 10 items per page. Sometimes I'll look at several pages of results and then decide the most promising option is back there on the first page. Returning to the first page isn't difficult, but it does seem unnecessary. The same is true if I select a link and forget to right-click it and open the results in a new tab. When I want to go back, it usually isn't difficult, but some websites capture the browser and make returning to the search results impossible. DuckDuckGo has two features that eliminate these problems. Setting DuckDuckGo to infinite scroll means it will continue showing more results as I scroll down. The user can also turn on an option to open links in a new tab. So if I encounter an ill-mannered page, all I have to do is close the tab. Google allows the user to display up to 100 results per page, but that slows the response. And Google also has an option to open links in a new window. DuckDuckGo has considerably more settings, including several that control the appearance of the results. Both Google and DuckDuckGo can be set to search based on information typed into the address line, The screenshots you'll see on the TechBiter Worldwide website show that I started on each search engine's main page. I did that for comparison. So let's assume that I'm looking for LED light bulbs, and I know that watts is only a measure of power consumed, not light output. To understand the light output, I think I need to know something about lumens, or maybe foot candles. So I started by looking for foot candle calculation. Both search engines returned useful information, and Google placed a link to how do you calculate lumens from foot candles" on the first page of the results. Note, though, that the relative narrowness of the results in Google mean that I see only four results. Because I set DuckDuckGo to use more of the browser's width, something you can't do in Google, I got five results in less vertical space. In any event, it turned out that the foot candle calculation wasn't really what I needed, but a comparison of foot candles and lumens. The sciencing.com website explained the difference so that I now know that lumens are a fundamental physical measurement, while foot candles take into account the reaction of the human eye to light. If you want to see that, you'll find the link to the sciencing.com website on the TechBiter Worldwide website. DuckDuckGo also allows the user to turn off advertisements. If you do that, but you'd still like to support the organization by telling others about the search engine, you can visit the Spread the Word page. Try it with the advertisements on first, though. Sometimes the ads actually can be helpful, particularly if you're looking for something to buy. There is one type of search for which Google is almost always the better choice. When I'm searching for an image, Google generally provides better results. And it also has the image search function that will look for similar images when the user uploads an image. DuckDuckGo doesn't have that feature. Although I've set DuckDuckGo to be my default browser in Firefox, I can search from the command line using Google when I want to by typing exclamation point G, followed by a space, and then the term I'm looking for. Other options include exclamation point A to search Amazon, exclamation point E to search eBay, and exclamation point W to search Wikipedia. In fact, there are currently 13,564 prefixes you can add to a DuckDuckGo search so that the search will be limited to a specific site. For example, exclamation point NYT will search the New York Times website. You can see the entire list, all 13,564 of them, on the DuckDuckGo website. You'll find a link to it on the TechPyter Worldwide website. So there are lots of reasons to give DuckDuckGo a try. Privacy is just the least of them. If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation? There are no ads here, and support from listeners is the sole source of income. It's easy. Just visit the website and click the Donate button near the top of any page. You can make a one-time donation or schedule a repeating donation every month. I thank you. And so does the cat. In short circuits, no matter how strong a company's defenses are, there's one attack vector that they have minimal control over, organizations they buy from, the supply chain. And many of these outside vendors have at least some access to the company's computers or data center. That's what happened to grocery chain Kroger and several other organizations. With headquarters in Cincinnati, Kroger has nearly 3,000 stores and more than 2,000 pharmacies. In late February, Kroger was one of several companies that received a notice about a third party's file transfer service. Excellion, which has more than 3,000 customers, says the software involved was being phased out because it's nearly 20 years old. Other organizations that may have been affected by the data breach include U.S. law firm Jones Day, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, the Washington State Auditor, and the University of Colorado. Kroger says it believes that perhaps 1% of its customers were affected, specifically those who used the company's health and financial services. The attack apparently began last December. After being notified of the breach, Kroger stopped using Excellion's services, it has already begun notifying those whose information may have been compromised and offering free credit monitoring. Although the company believes that no grocery store data was affected, the faulty application was used to transfer pharmacy and clinical data for patients. This could include names, email addresses, phone numbers, home addresses, dates of birth, insurance claims processing data, prescription numbers, prescribing physician, the medicine name, and more. The breach of the Washington State Auditor's System exposed files related to 1.6 million unemployment records that were being used to investigate fraudulent claims. Kroger says some of the records of its current and former employees were affected, but the data breach did not affect the company's IT systems. So if you see a letter from Kroger in your incoming mail, don't throw it away take a look inside first. Anybody who uses headphones know that they need to be replaced occasionally. I thought that might be necessary with mine, but replacing the earpads for just one fifth of the cost of new headphones made me very happy. Headphones are helpful if you need to listen to audio without disturbing others. Audiophiles also know that a good set of earphones can outperform speakers because the speakers need to be carefully positioned so that they're tuned to the room they're in. Speakers also have just a single sweet spot And for best audio quality, you have to be in that spot. Headphones don't care where you are. I need to use headphones when I'm editing and assembling the TechBiter podcast because they allow me to hear the program, edits, and transitions clearly. For the past decade or so, I've been using a pair of Sony MDR-7506 Studio Monitor headphones. Better headphones are available, but the MDR-7506 headset is a great value at $100. The original ear cushions that come with these headphones, though, are well below what Sony's standards should be, and the black coating has been flaking off for quite a while now. After wearing the headphones for a recording session, I'd be covered with black flecks. Well, I didn't really want to spend $100 to replace what was essentially a working set of headphones, just with bad cushions. The solution turned out to be wicked cushions. For $20, I bought the WC replacement earpads for Sony MDR-7506, one-fifth the cost of a new set of headphones. The company even provided a short video to show how to install the replacements. It took about 45 seconds to do one side, and having gotten the hang of the process, about 30 seconds on the other side. Everything should be this easy. <laughs> Reading the spare parts articles is quite easy. Just visit the TechBiter Worldwide website, and this week you'll find these articles. Have you reviewed your backup plan recently? Being prepared for trouble is a lot better than having to replace important data. Carrot Browsing is available for all major browsers. I'll explain how you can use it and why you probably never will. And 20 years ago, I was hoping that electronic books would soon be as easy to use as printed books. We are not quite there yet. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like send me an email from there. See you next week.